Welcome Refuge Radio. Today is June 21st, 2019, and we will begin with the New Testament reading. Acts chapter 13 verse 42 through chapter 14 verse 7. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconom. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The same thing happened in Iconom. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a number of that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. But the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Then a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. When the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lysania, to the towns of Lystra and Derbe in the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. Alright, Psalms 139, 1-24. Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am doing. To, you know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing upon my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I can ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship 
It's so marvelous how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you're mur you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now it's Proverbs chapter 17, verses 19 through 21. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. The crooked heart will not prosper. The lying tongue tumbles into trouble. It is painful to be the parent of a fool. There is no joy for the father of a rebel. And that concludes today's reading. It's Jeremiah 9, where God is speaking through Jeremiah, and he says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Here's what God is saying. He says, imagine being uh, the consensus smartest person on earth. Every university, every government wants you to work for them. Okay. Or imagine being consensus the greatest athlete on the earth. Or imagine being the richest person in the world, which today would really take a lot, by the way. I don't know what, 100 billion or something like that. So imagine that you had uh, achieved one of the, the, you know, something like that. Would that be satisfying? Would it feel good? Yeah, it would really feel good. It would be incredibly satisfying. And yet God has, says, and yet that is nothing compared with the depth of fulfillment and the sustained richness of knowing me. So it's possible. Okay, well then how is it possible? How does it happen? How does somebody know God? Psalm 34, verse 8. The psalmist says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What is he asking the listeners to do? Is he, trying to, is he saying, be convinced that the Lord is good? Is he saying, I know you guys don't believe that God's good, but, but I want to argue that he is good. No, he's not saying, he's assuming, his listeners know that that's the doctrine, God is good. He says, I don't want you to just know God is good or just believe God is good. I want you to taste and see. There are some things that have become more real to your heart just the way that the greatness of the Grand Canyon becomes more real when you actually see it. So there's a way in which the heart has a sense as well.
And see, when you have actually experienced God's love, and you know it personally, it puts a sweetness into the bottom of your cup, the bottom of your heart. That other, other problems and difficulties can't, the bitterness just can't get down there. It, it can't go all the way to the bottom. I've already shown you. You can know all kinds of things about the Bible. You can have Bible knowledge. You can, you know, you can study the Bible stories. You can know all about the Bible. You can know a lot about the Bible without knowing God, but you can't know God without knowing the Bible. Why? Because where do you hear the words of Jesus? Where do you see the beauty of Jesus? Where do you see the unearthly beauty of Jesus? Where does that draw you in? Only on the pages of the Bible. Listen. I think an awful lot of us would have to say that there is a spot at the very center and that it takes just to be told God loves you or just to try to strengthen your life or just even go to counseling or just um, you know try to try hard to be a better person does not reach the spot but what will melt that spot a deep understanding that of God's unconditional love in Jesus Christ that you experience bit by bit by bit and it starts to finally change it. Nothing else will reach that spot. What's going to change that? What's going to reach that spot, that hardness of heart? Only a sustained prayer life with a repeated experience of God's love over the years only seeing Jesus and through seeing Jesus, really knowing God. So the more you know God, the more study your prayer life, the more you actually experience God in your prayer life, the more you have deep long-term changes, the spot that nothing else can touch gets touched.